it, but I saw the signs And you're for playing up to the bad nights A little butter and a little pain It's enough to try my patience It seems like ages, though it's just an hour Since I saw you and your repertoire You fought with mother and your fraught was strange and you will never change Since there's no man you ain't to tell me what to do Show me the door and push me through So don't the further shut it, hold it right there It seems you made a great mistake somewhere They loved you for their own good Would you let on me? Of course you would Since there's no manual To tell me what to do Show me the door and push me You are tuned into The Beat on BFF.FM. My name is Nick Powell. It is 4 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. That was Jazzeteers with Show Me The Door. I just, I never quite caught the line before that line, but I just realized what it was. Now, it's since there's no manual to tell me what to do, show me the door and push me through. Which I thought actually was, I always assumed was like, kick me out. But now it's kind of like a horse to water drink kind of thing. But I'm pretty sure it's probably still kick me out. Show me the door means make me leave. But then show me the door and push me through kind of just means, like, tell me what to do. Uh, we've got an exciting show for you today. Um, at 4.30, we will have our regular uh, episode of Beat the Game, our video game discussion show. My co-host Forrest Guest will be joining me 
to discuss Not a Hero, which is a game where you help the protagonist become mayor by killing people. Get elected mayor by killing people. It's kind of a... I really... I'm a big politics fan, and there's not a lot of politics. Even though politics is, like, obviously a game in terms of it's, like, a thing where you need to employ various strategies in order to achieve various intermittent goals and then have an ultimate victory. Uh, it's very unexplored in the world of video games, so that was exciting to see. Um, more on that later, and lots of other stuff we need to catch up in the video game world on. So, um, I don't know, we'll try and keep it to half an hour, but we've got a lot to squeeze into the show. Um, and at 5.30, a debut episode of a new sub-show on The Beat. This is a show we've been planning for uh, some time now, and it's finally coming to fruition. Uh, the show is called Heartbeat. My co-host, Christine Huang, will be joining me. Oh, actually, I don't know if she's going to have like a pseudonym. So, write that down if you... Uh, haven't yet, um, so that you can blow this wide open. Um, but we will be discussing, uh, dating in the digital age, dating and the internet, dating and technology, dating and digital culture, dating in the 21st century at 5.30 p.m. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's gonna be exciting. New show, uh, Artbeat will be, uh, back. This is gonna be tough in the future, right? We've got Heartbeat now and Artbeat. So Heartbeat, our dating show, will be on at 5.30, which is the usual time for Artbeat, our art discussion show, uh, which will be back next week. Uh, we've got a couple of topics um, coming up. Um, next week, we're, I think we're going to be talking about a sort of um, artist's union or, or sort of SAG um, guild uh, that has been uh, in the news um, lately, uh, and we may have even a special guest for that. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we've got there are sh there we got people to see and shows to do. So um, I've got plenty of rock jams lined up for you. Um, this is a song by a band called English Singles, who have put out a couple of releases on Slumberland. Uh, they are bananas related. Also, Nar is that there's a band there's a band in the interim I think called Nar. Anyway, English Singles. Um, I've uh, mostly been playing their song Ordinary Girls off of their second single, but I went back and listened to the first single and found a track on there that I really like. Played it last week, playing it this week. Uh, it's my new second favorite English single song. It's called Grace Guys USA. Thanks for tuning into the beat on BFF.FM.
That was The Crooks, my new favorite, um, my new favorite slick rock band. My old favorite slick rock band, I think, was the Arctic Monkeys, and before that, I think it was just The Strokes. Um, before that, Sean Na Na uh, did uh, Can't Get a Spark off of the Family Trees album, which is an album that kind of came out to little fanfare, and last week I played the other song that's like a real pop-punk power pop jam off of that called what's that one called uh we've been here before um but yeah that's a really good album he's been putting out i don't know he's so he's a weird dude sean on is the same guy as harmar superstar and he's kind of like gets recognized for all of his worst stuff um, not that i'd mind harmar superstar but like he also just like whenever when he's like not doing anything else puts out like really really solid pop albums and has like put out like four now and um no one really ever notices um but anyway uh before that rick mank uh who's the dude from velvet crush um did a song called wishing on a star from his solo record called the ballad of rick mank it's one of those albums where it's got like the fake retro cover you know where it looks like a 60s album but it's not uh, and Grace Guys USA by English Singles. Uh, we got Beat the Game coming up in just a few minutes. Um, and so stay tuned for that. And uh, in the meantime, let's uh, squeeze in a couple more jams. This is a band that's much adored and uh, touted by our um, music director here, who is from uh, the Detroit city. I was going to say the Detroit area, but then it would be like saying, oh, he's actually from Ann Arbor. But I think he actually is from Detroit, so I wouldn't want to take that away from him. This is Motel Beds. The song is called Smoke Your Homework. We're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM.
Houston. Broadcasting live from the Mission District in San Francisco, California, this is Beat the Game. Beat the Game. On BFF.FM. conversation about the uh about the copyright law and uh and uh twitch tv yeah that's almost i blew the intro that's a rocky start man not good hey man i was saving it by i talking by telling the audience how we're just brimming with interesting and dynamic content i got content just streaming out of my ass all the time is that a better start? Uh, yeah, that's perfect. Okay, great. Uh, welcome to Beat the Game. Um, today uh, we've got uh, we we're talking about a game called Not a Hero, which is a uh, game. It's like sort of a uh, an arcadey game um, where uh, you get uh, you help the protagonist get elected mayor by killing people. Um, and uh, there's also a lot of other stuff that uh, I've got that we've got a sort of uh in the ether these days that we need to catch up on speaking um, of other stuff how are you yeah. doing at hearthstone oh good question so as you know i made legendary last month congratulations thank you uh and um <laughs> this month i've actually so i was actually I, after that you know i made legendary on like the 29th or something and i oh actually i think i made it on the 28th and I wasn't thinking. I was like, oh, yeah, I got, like, four days to make Legendary. And then after I made it, all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit, it's February. I'm glad I did that because yeah. otherwise I could have run out of time. Um, so I thought I had, like, four days left, but I had, like, one day left because uh, there was there was the dear old 29th was, was in town this year. Um, but... Uh, so and then and so then I was kind of on I kind of wasn't pay, doing much. I think I got kicked down to like rank 17 or something, which was frustrating. I was like, "Really? You're legendary and you still mm-hmm. have to start from cuz they do give you some credit for, you know, they don't kick you all the way down if you are at a high rank, but so I thought I would be at like 8 or something, but no, I got kicked out all the maybe 15. A- anyway, um so I was sort of hadn't been playing much. I was around 10 or 11 and then I started playing this priest um, deck. Uh, Calento is a streamer, one of like the one of the guys who's like n- really serious about the game, as opposed to just like really entertaining. Yeah. Um, and he uh, and he's actually been a huge guy who he was playing priest back when he was like the only one playing priest because priest sucked. Um, but uh, but anyway, he had this priest deck that he had gotten legend uh, with last month. Started playing that on Friday and just went from ten to six in like two days. Wow! Uh, so that was good. And then I just did something that is really dangerous for my rank, which is I just made this like crazy mech mage before uh, like th- this morning, including spending sixteen hundred dust crafting a card called Mimiron's Head, which is like completely useless. Um, it's this legendary minion where you and I will only tell you this because you 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 know enough about the game to that you'll understand this, but not enough about the game where you already know what Mimiron's head does. Yeah, the audience knows not enough about the game to understand this. But um, 
But uh, so go get your tea right now, everyone. Yeah, but um, what it is is it's a card where if you can start your turn with that card on board and three mechs on board, I think including that card because that card is a mech. So including that card, yeah. Um, so you have to get it on the board and survive with three cards on board for a, for the your whole opponent's turn. Um, but if you could do that, uh, it spawns this creature called Voltron. Or <laughs> yeah, it's called Voltron. Although it's spelled V dash zero seven dash T R O N. And that card is, I think, a two six or a four eight. No, it's a two eight. I think it's a four eight. Yeah. Um, with double wind fury, so it attacks four times per turn. Oh wow! And charge. Oh wow! So if you can get that off, yeah. And uh, assuming they don't have like a huge taunt up, you can just attack face for sixteen. And if you could buff it, it's over. Let's play. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and even if you can't buff it, I mean, I think at that point in the game, your your opponent is probably. And if you have three, so anyway, so I was thinking about that card, and I was like, well, no one is ever going to get that card off. Um, and I was like, the only way you can get that card off is that, um, you know, the another big archetype in mech is, or in mage, is freeze mage. And yeah. there's a frost nova, which is a three mana um, freeze every enemy, enemy minion. And, you know, so one of the big mechanics of a, of a mech, of a freeze mage is the frost nova doomsayer, because the doomsayer just kills every... Oh, okay. If, if, you, if that's alive at the start of your turn, it kills the whole board. Yeah. And it's only a two mana card. So, um, and that, like, you know, I think that goes off, like, half the time, you know? Yeah. Um, like, so it's not, so anyway. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I was immediately thinking, like, if you could, like, skip turns, and that's actually pretty brutal combo, but I don't, there's no way to, like, there, there's no, like, sleep spell or anything like that you could cast on. No, I've no. yeah, there's nothing like that, but there is, um... But there is this freeze thing. So the, yeah. the only way you would... So it, basically, you could freeze... Frost Nova, Mimirons has like five or six mana. So Frost Nova, Mimirons head, that'd be like a nine mana play. And so they would either have to weapon you for five, which is... There's not a lot of weapons that do five. They could spell it down yeah. in any way. Um, or they could silence it. Um, hmm. so you know it, but i mean i think it's also it's it's also a mech mage so it's like it's an early game rush kind of like yeah, board yeah. control deck so it's not like that's your only win condition is getting the stupid thing off but anyway um that's cool. anyway <clears throat> um so i'm gonna lose a lot of games with that <laughs> hey amanda she's amanda? outside the studio hey do you mind getting my host she just got here and oh, the yeah. show just started thank you Heartbeats host has arrived. This is how the sausage is made. Um, anyway, okay, so enough about that. Um, short answer to your question: Rank seven. Rank right seven. I was at six, I was up to six, and then I started playing Mimi Ron's head, and now I'm at seven. For our listeners, that's between one and twenty-five. One being the best, correct? Right. Well, legendary actually being the best. Turns out, if you get above rank one, there's another rank up there. I know that because yeah, yeah. I did that last month. Nice. Um. Before we talk about uh, this not a hero game, what was the other? Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is oh, have you seen this culling game? Culling? No, it sounds familiar though. Yeah, so oh, so I've been watching this guy named. Um, there's this guy on so on Twitch. I usually just watch Hearthstone, but um, 
uh, I, there's this guy who's been on the front page a little bit, and I started watching a little bit, who plays this game called Arma. Have you heard of that game? Yeah, I've heard of that game. Yeah, so he's like this great Arma player. That's he just what DayZ is people. based off of. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so he just like destroys people at Arma. Um, and so the calling is a similar game. It's got this like Hunger Games kind of vibe, and it's like it's like you you got it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Now now I know why I, why I heard about this because um, so the, the the Arma makes sense too because Daisy started off as an Arma mod, but Daisy is like the number one uh, player versus player zombie survival mm-hmm. right now. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so the way that he, so I think that he plays, and I, I don't know how, I think there's there are several game modes, because we talked about DayZ once, and what I didn't like about DayZ is it just seemed like you go in there and just, like, the world is already all fucked up and you don't know what you're doing, yeah. and then you just get killed 8,000 times. So the way he, this guy, Shrooms, plays Arma is he plays these rounds, I think it's called, like, Grand Tournament Style or something, plays these rounds, they put, like, 50 or so people in a map, and then every few minutes the map shrinks and you have to stay within the circle. <laughs> okay. So, um, so huh. yeah. So you basically you get spawned. There's low likelihood you're going to meet somebody. You go in a few structures, find a few things, you know, start stocking yeah. up on stuff, craft some stuff if you need it. Um, you know, sort of find where your resources are, and then. Um, and then as the map starts to shrink, you start meeting people, and then you kind of get in this deathmatch situation. And uh, uh, Calling seems very much like that. I was watching it this this weekend, but it seems like a big deal game um, that people are playing. And it seemed like a really cool um, cool game. I, I, Is I it out? The, yeah. um, oh. On my phone, it's saying it's coming out in 2017. Whoa, 17? Yeah, I think that's right. Because now that I think about it, they were doing giveaways with keys or whatever. So it may be in beta right now. Yeah, it's got very positive reviews. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be cool. it's early access. So we could talk about it. Yeah, well, and the thing about it that I thought was cool, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I think for watching, it was so much cooler than watching, like, Counter-Strike or something. Because it was enough, there's enough combat where you're like, it's exciting, and it's not like you're just like, waiting around in a desolate wasteland and then all of a sudden you just get popped in the head yeah um but it wasn't just that thing in counter-strike where you're just kind of like it's just like this massive movement and then all of a sudden it's over or like just waiting the timer out you know which you get at some like the guy who is like d eagle awp combo where he just sits on one edge of the map and waits for everyone to find him right right yeah well and then the other thing that's cool about the culling is it seemed like a lot of the weapons were like pretty weak so you really yeah. had to engage with somebody. You can't just, like, pop them, you yeah. know? So it was, like, there's, like, a bow and arrow, and then there's, like, several melee weapons. So, you you know, the combat, like, an actual combat with, with well, a one-on-one combat lasts probably 30 seconds yeah. or something as opposed to one second. That's interesting. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as a person who doesn't really play shooters at all and probably will not play the culling, just in terms of what I see around and, like, end up watching, I'm happy to be... Yeah, I'd, I'd probably like it. I kind of fell into a hole with a game called Rust, um, which has evolved quite a bit since I was playing it. It's that same sort of Daisy vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I liked about it was you could... You basically dropped in the world naked, and you could play it player versus environment. There were a few servers where player versus player combat was basically just disabled Mm -hmm. uh and i i kind of like the vibe of that i mean the player versus player stuff gets silly because then you have like 
some group i'll say teenagers but it could be any real group yeah. where they just band together and like 20 people can just like right. sit so, on a server 24 hours a day and you basically have no hope yeah. at that point so i noticed this when i was watching this guy um it, there was a little alert when he went into his round that said note this server does not allow uh teaming up between huh. players nice. now obviously there's an enforcement problem yeah, yeah. but um but that, but th- that was like a, I, 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 like I hadn't thought about that. But then all of a sudden, as soon as they that said, like I saw that, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. Is that people were like yeah. teaming up and then you know, um, making alliances and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we'll have to check that out for sure. I really want to play the Hitman. Uh, new Hitman came out. I'm, right. I've always I been a fan of those. Of There's a big a lot of promo around um, that. I'm a little afraid of how good it's going to be because nothing... I mean, I, I feel like that's one of those series where they sort of peaked at Blood Money and it hasn't really been as good. Yeah. Or not Blood Money. Um, Resolution. The one the one that, that came out before, basically before Ubisoft took it over, huh. um, was really good. I think it was Blood Money. Uh, and then the new one came out and it's, it's pretty good, but, uh, I don't like it in the same way and I don't really know why I have actually gone back to it and played a few more rounds, but, um, I think the stealth just doesn't, the level design doesn't really emphasize stealth the same way. Huh? I fucking hate stealth. Uh, cause in the, in the one before the newest round, it was a lot easier to do accident kills. Mm-hmm. And now they've kind of like skewed a little bit more realistic and the AI, the AI has gotten better so they could actually put more guards on a map. So uh, now instead of it being this idea of like sneaking in and like poisoning the guy and then sneaking back out again. Um, and also I guess the achievements system has kind of skewed that too. Now it's like in order to get the achievement, you do the no disguise mode. Um, which basically means you have to shoot your way in mm-hmm. to some things or like, uh, you know, crawl on top of the elevator and stuff where it's like basically down to totally unrealistic timing as opposed to like pretending you're an actual assassin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that, that would be interesting to check out. I want to see the new XCOM. I heard they have a right. patch out that's fixed a bunch oh, of the really? issues I was worried about. Oh, we so. were also going to talk about darkest dungeon. Today. Oh yeah. Um, well, Which, let's, well, let's, let's talk, talk about, about yeah. Not a Hero real yeah. quick. So, Not That's a Hero right. is a side scroller, uh, shoot 'em up type game. I don't even know if there's a genre for it. Kind yeah, of it reminded action. me of like an old and in, in like a Nintendo game or something yeah. like that. Kind of yeah, like Contra kind of, almost. Yeah, 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 totally. It's like there's platform stuff going on and like uh, like rapid fire shooting yeah. and uh, and enemies everywhere and some, you know. So you are trying to help? Is it? Does he have a title? Yeah, You're trying Mr. To help Bunny something. Bunny Lord. Bunny Lord, I think, uh, yeah. To basically become the mayor of the town or whatever. In order to do that, it, it's one of those towns where people only respect gangsters, so you have to do all these missions where you just cause a lot of mayhem. I like to say, uh, so Contra is actually a really good example. So it's like a cross between Contra and Hotline Miami for anyone who's played. Yeah. That, yeah. So you like, mentioned that. And I think I, cause I've, I've, I haven't played it, but I've watched, uh, I, I actually ended up watching like an hour of someone playing it once because it was day nine and I like watching day nine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it's not a day. The, obviously, uh, the orientation, the camera orientation yeah. in Hotline Miami is different, but it's very similar in terms of the graphics, in terms of the sort of vibe of like the dark world. And also, and like the, and the sort of, actually the, 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 um, 
the same mechanic where you get dro- or whatever the same uh, idea where you get dropped off at the level and they get picked up at the end yeah, right? yeah. and then actually and the same, yeah you have to reload um you can knock people down and then uh, like execute them on the huh. ground That's it's really interesting, interesting. It's i didn't really similar game. i didn't think about that because the pace is very much the same yeah. and the graphics uh yeah a lot of things the same yeah so uh one of the big things with it is you can die immediately uh well you can die very quickly you have five hits basically um yeah and then you sort of reload health after like 10 like you wait if if you can wait like 10 seconds or something you just pop right back up and you unlock new characters although honestly i like the first character yeah so i have i only got so i actually have a sob story um so i was playing this game last night um and i and i enjoyed it i i was, I was enjoying it and i was getting into it and yeah and i got the second character and then i was quickly went back to the first character because i liked him better yeah um and then um i was jamming through and i was uh, i was getting i was trying to really i was starting to try really hard get through the levels and i broke my controller no no <laughs> i broke the right trigger um, which is the shoot button. Yeah. And it's now permanently on. Oh, no. So my guy would just shoot until he was out of bullets, <laughs> and then he would just sit there and go... And then you'd hit reload, and he would just shoot until he was out of bullets. <laughs> and I like, I, like, stopped it and, like, unplugged it and, like, messed yeah. around with it, and it's, like, just jammed. Um, so I might have to get a new controller. Um, but anyway... Uh, that actually made me so i gave my controller away uh when we were doing video game club because i wasn't using it for anything but that game actually made me kind of wish i had a controller is it the the xbox controller yeah i gave it oh, to right Vic, yeah. right which which actually so i could i i realized afterwards that you can play on keyboard as well yeah, yeah. yeah. so this game you don't actually need a controller but um Actually, no, I have that controller. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, and I pulled it out, and I tried to get it working, but it wasn't working either. But anyway. Um, uh, so the other uh, the other funny story about that is I started playing it, and Amanda was like, who are you sending an email to? And I'm like, I'm playing a video game. And she was like, all I heard was like, like you'd stop typing, and then all of a sudden it would be like typing furiously, and then you'd like type one or two keys. Like I have a mechanical right. keyboard, so she could hear what I was doing. Yeah, and she was like, it just sounded like you were thinking, and then you would just be like firing off like a bunch of stuff, and then right. just like thinking for a little bit. Yeah, um, nasty so, grams to your coworkers yeah. or something. R- writing um, a philosophical yeah, treatise. which is because is the because of the sort of between levels the the story is told through like. And the uh, you know the t- kind of that type thing where that you can yeah. see the sort of like the scrolls subtitles across the get, get typed out. It's know? uh it's Mad Libs too. I've uh, quit and played. You know the so when I stop for the day, I'd come back in. You come back to the same thing, and the uh-huh. Bunny Lord says different things. He just has like adjective fills. In. Oh really? Yeah. Um, so and some of the achievements are that way too. It's like a gerbil or a windmill mm-hmm. or a bag of money or whatever. Oh okay. Um. So I, I I want to talk about the gameplay. I one of the things about the which I actually I actually really like the gameplay. Um, the, the although I don't think it was enough to set it apart from a lot of games. I would but, agree. Um, yeah, but I did like it. Um, I, and, but then another thing that was this before we get to that another thing that was really interesting to me about this game was the sort of world building whatever aspect. Um, which I was very excited for, and I would say somewhat disappointed by the execution, but not disappointed, disappointed. Um, I was excited because I really like the idea of politics in mm. 
video games. I feel like it's unexplored. I feel like um, there are a lot of opportunities. As I was saying, uh, like politics is like a game. Obviously, like there yeah. are several. There, it's a game. It's a thing where you have to do accomplish a hard task, and there are sort of intermediate goals, and you can kind of build. Yeah. and you know, and you it's can kind like of manage all these things and competitive. Right, and there's um, a win state. Right, exactly. Yeah. So there's so it's kind of really ideally set up. Um, and there's a million ways to go after it. I mean, you could go after it in a very tactical kind of way, you know, I mean, as a designer, you could go after yeah. it in a tactical way in a way, but then also just like this idea of, you know, the, the stories in, in uh, the way they go through, go at it in this game is that the stories are like, oh, you need to kill this like in like yeah. private investigator yeah. or you need to kill, like get the evidence away from the person who's going to turn over the journalist yeah right which is like cute because it's like not only like it's like it um it not only works as like a a goal that a politician would have but it's also cute because it's a commentary on the sort of cutthroatness of politics you know which is uh, um and i i liked that and i don't want to go to go after this game too much what i didn't like about this game was that sort of like frat boy for lack of a better word, uh, humor of being like, and then I punched him in the face with yeah. my super rad fist. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, yeah, it's like, Oh, this makes me want to punch a baby. And you're just like, that kind of humor is so lazy. And so yeah. just like half assed that yeah, it was I- like, it, it just kind of made me feel like, it's like I felt like I wasn't in the hands of someone who was like taking me seriously as an audience. You exactly. Know I mean? Yeah. So later on, there's like four sort of levels, and then you, or like four sort of rounds, and you play levels inside that round. Mm-hmm. And um, the third one is like called Sushi Town, and it's all like Asian stereotypes. Like oh, there's a guy fun. with the katana and stuff, and it's just like, uh, I mean. E- so like it totally is like the whole thing is is stereotypical over the top violence so i kind of you know i shouldn't have been disappointed right yeah it's kind of what it said on the tin uh but at the same time like like you said it just felt lazy i mean it's like the same reaction i have that sort of stuff that sort of like frat boy it was cute in duke nukem but everyone after that it's just kind of like oh yeah we'll just bro out and Right, I mean, it's like Team America, which is, like, great, but, like, Team America was 10 years ago, and Duke Nukem was 20, and it's like, you don't, you know, it's like, to just do that now, especially when you're already going for a game, and this is kind of maybe a good segue to the gameplay, if you're going for a game that's not pushing the, the actual gaming part like super far yeah, yeah and then to be lazy about the the storytelling too it's like all right guys come on yeah i liked so i enjoyed the gameplay i was a little frustrated that they make you play through the stupid tutorial round but then they don't tell you all the mechanics like did you ever figure out how to save the hostages no so there's there's a set of levels where you have to save the hostages you basically just have to enter the room from the backside. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it would be so simple for the game to tell you that, but instead, like I I had to fail the mission like a hundred something times before I actually figured out what they were getting at. Right. So they just tell you basically how to shoot and they also tell you how to use the first character and then they leave you in the lurch. Like, so, so the second character has like an incredibly powerful shot, but he needs to reload very quick, like a lot and, and it takes him a while to reload. Yeah. And so... 
Like, but they never tell you that, so you just die five times. Or um, like critical hits are based on how far away you are from oh, really? the enemy. So what? like, yeah. there are a bunch of like sub goals where that it's like does get kill, the critical yeah, hits. Yeah, I noticed that that does kill them very fast. I did not know that that's what a critical hit was. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's also a mechanic. I think it would be so easy for them to show you how to do that, right? And then it also helps have you tutorial. beat the level. Yeah. You know. So anyway, that that was pretty much my main gripe with this. I did wish that there was more. I wish there were more levels or, you know, the levels were per, like random somehow or something. Because I felt like I'm already like three quarters of the way through and I played it for like a day, yeah. maybe two days now. We decided to do this on Thursday. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's a... I, I agree, and I also... One thing about the level design that was kind of annoying, and this is a common thing, right, is that... So there's... It's like... it's like a, This makes me think of Mario. Like, one of the later Mario... Like, Mario World or something. Um, but, like, the idea is, like, you play the level, and then there's three goals. Yeah. You don't have to do the goals, but yeah. you can. And so that's kind of, like, the next way to kind of perfect you yeah know, go through well the and the the more you do the sooner you unlock other characters and some of the characters make getting some of those goals easier uh, but you could play the whole game as a first character right just um but uh but anyway one, one of the things that it was annoying was like it wasn't the kind of thing where it was the kind of thing where a lot of the time you'd already failed the goal like yeah. even if it would like okay so like i understand there's time goals that that makes sense that like well i'm not, I'm not gonna make the time goal this time that's yeah. fine but then there was like there's the one with like the parrots you know and you like miss one parrot and you're like well i can't get back up you know what i mean yeah. you're kind of going yeah. down the building and you're like miss. yeah your character can't jump which is also a little frustrating there's right. like a little knee-high wall on the side of the roof and you're like guess yeah. i'm not going that way yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, but I, so what I did like about the gameplay, right, so it's fast paced, it's kind of like, it's got this stealth thing, um, it actually reminded me, um, the stealth thing reminded me of a game that we keep talking, I keep bringing up and you haven't played, called The Swindle, um, Mm. which is a side-scrolling stealth, like, low, you know, little guy on the screen. When when we think of stealth games, we're often thinking of AAA shooter games yeah, like and stuff like that Splinter Cell, but, yeah Man. but this is like this, using a stealth mechanic in a very like low <laughs> fi kind of way um so so it reminded me of that also with the sort of automated enemies where like you know it's not hard to understand yeah. what the enemies are gonna do yeah i mean if we're doing shout outs one of the main reasons i had high hopes for this one was uh i loved gunpoint um oh yeah yeah you mentioned which that. is like a side scroller where you're busting through windows and shooting people um very similar mechanic but not quite as frantically paced mm-hmm. um and the other thing about him is he like it's near sci-fi so in order to do certain things you have like special jumping boots that let you jump like 30 feet in the air same as uh same as um as the uh the swindle. Um, but anyway, so I, I liked it being fast paced. Um, I I liked I liked the sort of you know the action packed kind of yeah. thing. You know, busting through windows. The funniest scene was when, and there probably are more as you go through the game. When when he beats the shit out when Bunny Lord beats the shit out of that mob boss, so, it's like so funny. Like and and they make you sit through it every time. Yeah. But, like, I, I didn't care because I was just, like, laughing. And that's actually exactly when my controller broke was when the SWAT team came in. Um, yeah. But uh, but um, it's just so... F- there's just this, like, 
20, 30 second, it's not even a cutscene, but it freezes, you know, so you can't move, and you just watch your 8-bit character, this little 8-bit character just brutally beat and murder this mob lord, um, and, and, like, it just in, like, you know, in the middle of the screen, like, with, like, you can see the whole building, but you're just, like, watching him pummel this guy, and it's just, it really made me laugh, and it's just, like, it's, it's, it's a good, like, it's a kind of, like, a alley-oop, or, like, a setup, you know, set yeah. spike of the what they did to set that game up. You know, it's like, we're going to make this kind of cutesy thing, but with this really brutal, dark yeah. kind of subject matter. But we're not going to, like, exploit it all day. But then when we do exploit it, it's We're like, just going to go it's, straight it's for really it. And it's really funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah, actually, I guess, slight spoiler, you, as the player character, can't actually kill any of the bosses. You need Bunny Lord's help to oh, kill all the right? bosses. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that was also interesting, too, because it explained, like... You know, there's a lot of games where it's like you can't murder that player mm. or you can't murder that character, and it's like, but I can murder literally anyone else in the world in like two seconds. What right. makes this guy any different? And so I don't know. Well, it's just cool having Bunny Lord come with you. You're like, oh, Bunny Lord's <laughs> joining me on this level. It makes the level not as samey. And the, the one of the problems with games like that is that like they come up with this very simple mechanic and then they try and make it all up in story, but they don't. Yeah. So, no difference so when when that on that level when like the boss came with me i was like oh cool yeah Um, it was also cool i don't know if you got that far but there's a level where you help an old lady and that has the same sort of like i thought i knew what i was doing here but actually they're turning it around right right and there was a lot of things like that i mean like like collecting you know there's different objectives to different levels like there's like catch this guy or collect these things or you know what i mean so yeah I think it's a it's a it's a cool game. I do. I think the biggest thing it's like not that big a deal. I don't know why I'm being such a jerk about it, but like I really wish that the sort of writing, the just run of the mill like dialogue was a little better. But um, I think it's a cool idea, and I think the actual gameplay is cool. Um, it's like twelve bucks. You know, I don't yeah. think it's a must buy. But uh, it's yeah. It if it goes cool. on sale, if yeah. you see it in a pack or something, yeah. pick it it's up. For it's, sure. it's like a year old, so yeah, there probably is a pretty yeah. good chance of seeing it for like three bucks coming up. Um, anyway, um, did you want to try and get try and uh, address this darkest dungeon thing before we uh, head out? Yeah. So I guess the controversy that Nick and I were having, and we thought might be interesting to talk about, uh, is uh, they've already released a patch that has a huge change to one of the player characters. They so one of my so issues- darkest dungeon is this game that I, I did. We talk about it after it came out, the real version. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Right. But I've been playing this since like the open beta or whatever yeah. it was. We had a access episode um right? and it's it is it's a turn-based combat kind of game it's and all, with a lot of it's all about sort of maximizing stats there's yeah. different enemies that do different against different like you know different heroes that do different do better against different enemies you know it's all that kind of stuff and like typical uh, turn-based stuff. yeah and the the um levels are all procedurally generated so that's interesting and you have this sort of metagame where you're trying to build up the city in order to support your adventures going in, which has kind of been a, a pretty interesting and hot uh, area of game design. Um, but I, I kind of felt, and I didn't really realize this until they issued the patch, but they included a new character class called the uh, Antiquarian, which um, helps you to collect better treasure so you could build up your city mm, faster. Because the treasures always sort of seem kind of useless. 
Oh wait, yeah. you mean treasures, heirlooms, or Your heirlooms, or oh. they also help you get gold the... and stuff. I okay, guess. I was thinking of those trinkets or whatever. Yeah, but, but they I... don't have any um, combat abilities. I guess the antiquarian. Oh, really? So you're just bringing it along if you think you can it's do the level with like or one or two characters. Yeah. Um, but I still feel like, and maybe it's just like I'm not quite the person that the game is pitched for, but I felt like they had bigger balance issues to deal with. Uh, as opposed to adding new characters, I really felt like they should adjust the existing ones. Right. This is exactly what I said. I mean, what we were talked about when you brought it up is like, you know, they they seem to not understand what it is that they're missing. In other words, that game is really good in a lot of ways. If anything, it's overly complicated in yeah. terms of the different kinds of people that you know heroes and their different abilities the problem is that some of the abilities are some of the heroes are just like clearly better yeah and nine you know nine times out of ten you're better off going in with like uh with like the the holy priest lady and like three whack walk you know rock'em sock'em knights or paladins yeah. or whatever uh instead of trying to do these weird like oh i'm gonna bring a a doomsayer or something and then like uh and and you know use this dark magic or whatever and so um yeah or so like th- that's there's sort of, a class yeah. the abomination uh, right that's kind of that's which, what I was like, thinking of. he turns into a werewolf but i played with him but a few times yeah. and the sanity penalties are so high that right because he stresses out your other characters yeah. and the stress stress is like a huge problem it's probably the number one problem that you have to deal with in this game in order to sort of survive is to keep everyone from getting too stressed out and going crazy or whatever and so yeah it's and the whole game in general is like you know we were talking about how punishing is like a buzzword in game design right now but what that means sometimes is just that like you it's can not work fun on a, anymore well you work on it you work through a game for an hour and then you just hit the wrong moment because especially when it's procedurally generated yeah and then all of a sudden um all your characters die and you have to start over and you're just like okay um you know that's that is what it is but um but then having these balance issues makes is exacerbates that problem because you can't experiment with anything like that because then the next thing you know you've got your werewolf stressing everyone out and your whole team's fucked yeah and then you get a tpk and you can't like everyone dies and you can't like the entire thing was not only a waste but it was like set you back because you invested all these in the characters garbage man i don't know i you know i think it'll be interesting to watch i definitely didn't expect that to be the kind of game where such big changes were continued to be made so i mean especially since they had open access anyway anyway i i do think yeah i mean that was a game that i really liked uh and i've played a lot i've probably played 15 20 hours of that game and so (laughs) i gotta uh, be honest i uh i deleted it off my machine and i put it back on because i was thinking about it yeah yeah. um i haven't played it since the patch but so we've got high hopes for it but it seems like they're doing having a few growing pains or something um Anyway, thank you for joining me for another episode of Beat the Game. Um, everybody stay tuned. We've got our brand new show, uh, Heartbeat, coming up in just a mere 24 minutes. But until then, i uh, got some more rock jams lined up for you. Uh, you're listening to The Beat on BFF.fm. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for staying with us. Here is... <laughs> I've been listening to this song a lot lately, and... I don't know, man. I sometimes I have to limit myself to like wit, how many like 
alternative rock radio hits from the 90s I'm allowed to play in one show. I try and keep it to one, and I think I'm going to make that happen today. Um, so I'm willing to spend my my chit, my one my one credit uh, for a 90s uh, top uh, radio hit. Maybe even 89. This I, know, I think it came out in 92. Anyway, this is Concrete Blonde with Joey. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM. Two spin 
my head beam seamless that suits in the shackles where the hassle me for my bliss and dip tap go that's why traps I go and it feels so good knowing now do it all for your kids so
This is Heartbeat on BFF.FM. Welcome to the first ever episode of Heartbeat on BFF. Hey, Christine. Hi. How's it going? It's going great. Man, I'm so excited that we're doing this show. Me too, me too. I feel like um, this show was equal parts like just a great idea for a show, but also like when you moved to town, it was like... A week ago. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, this is the show we were meant to do together. Yes. On, on, uh, I, you know, I mean, it's, it just fits. I, I think that's the same thing actually with Art Beat, my art show with Lily. Uh, like, cause I don't know anything about art, like fine art or like, you know, studio art or whatever. But when she moved to town, I was like, we're doing a weekly art discussion show. So that's happening. And then with you, I was like, online dating. That's gotta be. <laughs> that's my beat. That's your beat, literally. Exactly, exactly. And so that's why that's what we're here to we're here to here to cover. Um, what? How have you been, have you been settling in to the bay? Ah, uh, it's been up and down. Yeah, it's a lot of um, going out and doing things that maybe I don't need to be doing, mm-hmm. but because I want to make friends, uh, I want to meet people. Yeah, I have to go do them. The social, the social thing stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and dating. Yeah, right. You got to get, I mean, right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about, um, so I think we should obviously on this show, we'll explore things about like different dating apps and stuff and the ways that people are using them. I actually have been saying for a long time, for like the last few years, like I am, I've always been kind of bummed. And I, I say this like in a cat, like I like to say this in kind of like a sort of, ha-ha bravado kind of way um but now that i'm saying it like on the radio it's gonna sound kind of jerky and creepy but (laughs) what i what i always say is like i feel like i'm bummed because i missed the golden age of internet dating yeah like i kind of became in a like actually kat and i we met on the street but we then connected the next day on friendster the uh-huh. right before right when friendster was getting off the ground like i think i had like 15 friends on friendster and i saw her as like a friend of a friend and i was like hey didn't i meet you yesterday um but then and then you know i mean i i mean and i was like still dating with through myspace and stuff like that <laughs> I, in fact i actually got broken up on with uh, with on myspace once um, through a message. Wow, um, that's a burn. Yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't like a, a like a serious relationship, but but I did get I did get a MySpace message that was like, "Hey, running into my ex boyfriend the other night with you was just like really intense, and I just don't think we should be dating." Right. It was now. a private message. Yeah, it was okay. just yeah, it was a P two P whatever you know. Um, DM. DM. Yeah, back in the those days, you know what I didn't know. I remember realizing this, which was crazy, and I like when I realized it, I I emailed all my friends or like messaged all my friends about it. On MySpace, there was you know there was like the red you could see when someone read had read your message, uh-huh. 
and which of course like you know that's something you need to think about which is fine and like there might have been a replied or something like that but um there was a forwarded oh which like was not i feel like when i saw like, i saw it in an innocuous way where like i saw it but it was like an informational message that someone had forwarded along to someone and it wasn't a problem but when, as soon as I saw it, like alarm bells like went off in my head. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "I need to tell everyone that you need to know that we, you know what I mean, that the system is telling you because that's like kind of effed up." I don't remember that feature, but but I'm just saying, like, couldn't you, like, if you if you could see in a dating app, like, if some that someone oh, had yeah. forwarded your that would be it's like the screen capture, like if you do on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah no, good point. Exactly. Yeah. Why don't you? Elaborate. <laughs> well, if for those who don't know, Snapchat shows you when somebody has screen grabbed your snap, right? Which means that somebody is saving it for whatever purposes, or right? Sending so it when you're texting, when you're not texting, when you're snapping nudes on Snapchat because you're 13 and that's what you do, um, and then you, you know the the person who's getting it takes a screen grab basically you get a notification i've never actually seen this but i've heard this on npr yeah. um and uh and and so then you uh you can blacklist that person and be like no more nudes yeah for you you're not trustworthy yeah you can also see if somebody's replayed your snap right but that's like a good thing right that is but it's also kind of weird if you don't want people to know you're replaying their snap it's a little bit kind of well can't you only replay once is that right I don't know if you can do more than once. I've, I, because I always replay because, like, I don't know. So I only have one friend on Snapchat. It's my wife, but <laughs> um, but uh, you know, they're easy. It's easy to miss. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I so. guess it's a different dynamic when you are following people that maybe you don't want them to think you're that engaged with their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's so. right. If you had like, yeah, that that totally makes sense. Well, it's kind of weird to follow people. Yeah, I don't know. The whole concept... I mean, Snapchat, to me, makes more sense as a as a direct messaging system than it is as, like, a send-out-to-all-your-followers system. But, you know, but I know that's obviously part of what people are doing. No, I think that's actually what was the game-changer for me, and now it's, like, my number one medium, because mm-hmm. I like the broadcasting to everybody, and then you can see who is watching you, mm-hmm. which is definitely different than an Instagram like. Like, now the likes and the whatever... The shares are so easy, but the Snapchat, these whatever number of people viewed you and wanted to see, like, this window into your life is, feels the most intimate out of all those. Hmm. But then it's not, there's no public performance of that, right? So, in other words, when someone likes you on Instagram, they're saying, I want to tell the world that I like this photo. But when they just, right. when they just play your snap, they're just, you just know. Right, but, but no it's one, a very, it's a it's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better feeling to see actual people who have chosen to watch your snaps than people who've just thrown likes in the Instagram feed. Cause mm-hmm. that is like a, there is a performative, right, like, so Oh, I'm just going to so, try to like this. Right, because right. So I it's almost, I like it. Cause, cause what? Cause I want to show them that I like their picture, even if I don't inherently yeah, like it. But what I'm saying is like, I like when I think about liking something, I'm always thinking about the third parties. I'm like, how are people going to see me when they think, like, they see that I'm a person who liked this this photo? Like, do they think, are they going to think I'm just sucking up to this person that I just, oh, like, there's always this power in it, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, whereas, like, if I watch your snap, you know I watched it, but you can't, uh, right. I just got distracted because I realized, like, I'm starting to think a lot about that song Love Yourself by Justin Bieber. 
and I'm like, maybe that should be our theme song. Maybe we should just listen to that right now. Maybe we should do an entire episode on that song. This song is so good. Uh, but anyway, uh, so interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess then it's funny too because right, the broadcast thing. It's like it's so, it's almost like you're re- you're receiving a one way message back because with the fact that someone watched that is like a message to yes. only you that they watched it yeah. right so it's like it's like broadcasting and then getting like little dispatches back that are personally to you being like I watched this yeah and I just think that because everything is so saturated on Instagram and Facebook with the likes right. that for example if I saw that you watched one of my snaps. That would be more meaningful to me than like twenty likes from mm-hmm. you, just because it's a it's just a more intimate like stage. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like it's like um. No, I've lost my train of thought. Well, it's also because you see the way people go through, like you know the the behavior on Instagram, scrolling through, and the just double clicking and liking all the oh, photos. Yeah. yeah. So the the other thing I was going to say was there were the 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 train of thought that I had was it's also got that like mixed um mixed incentives thing, which is like it reminds me of LinkedIn, right? Where LinkedIn has that thing where you can see who looked at your thing. Yeah. But you could turn that off. But then if you turn that off, then you can't see who looked at you. It's it's that you if you turn it off then I don't think you have anonymity so there's like some weird well right but that's what I'm saying it's like you can go one way or the other right? yeah so you can see who same with okay cupid by the way uh oh okay yeah oh yeah no interesting because so so you can kind of decide and I I guess the way it's not a perfect analogy but the way that Snapchat is working then it's like Okay, Christine, so this is what I would think, right? I'd be like, Christine just posted something. I want to see it. Yeah. But I don't know that it's worth it to to let her know that I saw it to see it. So I have to make a decision, like, which is better? Yeah. Like, because if well, I'm, if I, especially because, like, my general internet persona is, like, hard to get. Like, I try, <laughs> I try to, like... I try to, like, be very reserved and, like, I don't, like, I'm not gregarious. I'm not out there because, I don't know, that's just the way I am. And so it's, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want someone to know that I'm going around watching every single thing. So that's why it's more meaningful to me if you do watch it because I know that there's, like, That you gave gave up that. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But what if I'm just, like, kind of a creeper and I want to watch it, but I don't actually... Like, I mean, it's like, okay, I'm watching it for one of two reasons, right? One, because I'm comfortable watching it. Uh-huh. And I like I like you, and I think we're friends, and, we, and I watch... And I'm not saying me as a person, but I'm just saying, like, a person. If, like, if putting myself in the shoes of, like, a Snapchat recipient. Um, and then... But then the other is, like, I don't feel comfortable enough with you that I think it's not weird for me to watch your Snap. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, fuck it, I really want to watch it. Well, I does anyone like just get a second account to just watch people snap? I'm sure. Or I'm sure. Or like, well, I guess like watch you could watch it on somebody else's phone or something. Yeah, but I, I think what people love about Snapchat is that the people who are watching, so the list of people who have watched your content are either your really good friends that are not afraid of seeming creepy for watching your stuff, yeah, or your fans, like fans, not like you know fanboy fan girl fans but like people who might be not very good friends with you but who are, are kind of interested yeah who are into your life 
But then, okay, so that's interesting because, like, okay, that's interesting. That's also interesting because I think there is an analog of that on, like, Facebook or Instagram or something, but I don't know. But I think maybe now we're getting to where it's more intimate on Snapchat because, like, so on Facebook... I feel the same way, right? So, like, there are certain people on Facebook, and I've actually just made a couple of Facebook friends recently where I, like, they're, like, people that I really would like to be friends with, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that I'm, like, I think are interesting and cool people who have, like, cool jobs and, like, do cool things with their lives. And so I might pop in a like on one of those guys or even, sure. like, a comment, like, a comment, like, um... Like, not, like, a comment like, oh, I love this, but, like, a comment like, oh, interesting, also applies to this. Like, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not, I'm still going to, I'm going to keep it in, like, under a sentence, because I'm not, I don't want to be, like, a weird guy who's like, no, I disagree, I think this, you know, with this guy who's obviously ten times cooler than me at whatever thing, or in general, um... So, but but maybe I'll like pop in and be like, oh, right on. I like I agree with that, but I think this, and just see if I could kind of like kind of move my relationship with that person forward a sure. little bit. Um, and so this is kind of the same way, but it's in this kind of weird like just Passive. just the two of us yeah. kind of thing. And it's like, so I'm gonna start watching all your snaps, and then you're gonna start thinking about me. Like, oh, that person is interested in my life. Yeah. Like I don't know what that means. And now, of course. We're going to have to, then you're going to always have this question in your mind, okay, is that person interested in my life, or are they the kind of person who just always watches everyone's snaps? Yeah, though, I I mean, there's definitely, like, a range of what is more exciting for the person who's snapping, but that whole group of people are people who are interested enough to click and watch, Yeah, and... It's a different relationship than... Well, maybe it would be different if you could see exactly who viewed your Instagram. I don't know. It's just it's just a, such a like in more raw sort of feed of somebody's life that someone has to be pretty engaged with to want to click on and see. But I mean, like, how many... Yeah. You know, like, know. it's yeah, a lot know, of dumb like, shit. Right, know? but, like, when I go through my Facebook feed, like, I'm reading through everything. Like, I mean, maybe I'm not reading all the entire post of everything or reading through the comments of everything but like i'm engaging with each person even the people i don't give a shit about i'm reading through right, but what like they those wrote. people you don't give a shit about would you click on their would you want to watch their snaps probably not well but maybe like if like they was like like this like i like it's there was something interesting to me about it. well i guess the, what's weird about snapchat too right is there's no subject there's no there's no thumb thumbnail there's no nothing so i don't know what it's going to be about yeah. like it could be so i kind of like have to either like watch every snap of someone or just be like i don't watch that person's snaps yeah or i might might like watch the first few and then be like well that person snaps a lot and they're always boring right but that's what makes it so exciting yeah. So I actually think that maybe I would watch people's snaps that I would not want to engage with any of their other content, like just because I don't know what it's going to be, and it also might just be like right. Well, that's weird. but that's kind of what I'm saying. Like that sort of doesn't reflect on the person; it just reflects on the fact that it's not, that it's like exciting to like watch someone's Snapchat because you're like, yeah, 
Well, I think it has But I mean, of course it reflects on the person, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't know how obvious it is that it reflects on the person. Because, you know, there's a lot of reasons you might want to be a voyeur. Like, I want to be a voyeur of these kinds of people. People I have a crush on. People I think are, like, just so awful that it's like, I just want to watch a car crash. Um, people who, like, I just, like, maybe I don't, like, I just don't. I'm, like, trying to figure out a little bit more. Or just, like, people who have, like, some aspect of their life that I'm really interested in. Like, though, this person, like, is often, like, at these kinds of events and I want to see more of those kind of events. Like, so those are just, like, a couple examples of, like, different... So it's, like, I don't know how easy it would be for that person to discern why I was watching them. But, I mean, I, I guess that's like just it, part of the fun. Yeah, and, and it it's all just, like, number. Or, I mean, for me, I don't really care why people are watching my snapchats i just like seeing that they are yeah and seeing the different types of people that are yeah but i think i think all the reasons you just listed are why like snapchat is gonna take over yeah i mean i don't get too much into that like predicting stuff but like (laughs) i I mean i don't use it i mean i really don't i like and it's not because i'm like a a guy who like likes to be like oh i'm not on facebook like i'm i'm an adopter of everything like Uh i i like to get involved with all of the new you know what i mean i'm all over uh (laughs) i wanted to make a joke about what those at facebook that was like open source not oh yeah non-profit or whatever (laughs) remember yeah um i, had, I wanted to say weebo but it's not weebo yeah obviously you know what i was just i was having a <laughs> fantasy uh earlier today where i was like oh man when this show really gets off the ground we're gonna have to get it get like someone from asia to like come in here and talk about like all of the asian social media and oh, like yeah. digital dating sites you and get my like dad that. to talk about line oh what's that line is like the wechat slash it's like the messaging platform in yeah asia. yeah but it's also turning into like a Facebook feed. It has like news stories and yeah. ads and pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's so let's get a little bit when the time we have left, let's get a little bit into like the sort of the landscape of like online dating at the moment. So in like so in one interesting part about this, right, is you've just moved like and you've been here you've been around you've been kind of like a little bi-coastal that's like a total um like social media brag when people are like yeah so i'm like living bi-coastally right now <laughs> and then they post their tour dates like you know they're oh, like yeah. i'll be in like uh yeah. nyc like july 23rd through 27th <laughs> would love to hang um and you're just like you would not love to hang um but <laughs> but uh but anyway so you've been like bi-coastal for the last like six months Totes. but Anyway, um, so point is, you've kind of like, you've been in New York for like 10 years now, right? Almost 10 years, yeah. yeah. So um, one thing I was thinking about in, I don't know. So like, in like one thing that's interesting about like these social media dating sites is obviously like there are demographic, di- even different sites have different demographics to them. Mm-hmm. Um do you want me and to- then well and then I'm I'm then I'm thinking about that in terms of New York versus San Francisco because I I feel like the demographics in New York would be like more extreme where like you just like there are people that are just like live in completely different worlds as other people and I don't feel that way as much about San Francisco but you can disabuse me of that notion. Well, okay, so I've only been here a week, but I have been using the dating apps for longer than that yeah. in both cities yeah. as like a compare and contrast. And I will say that I think that 
in New York, there's certain there's certain apps. Basically, there's certain things that just like match, for example, that no one under 30 is really using mm-hmm. because there's just so many other, you know, pop, there's so many people and there's so many other platforms they could be using that they just move off of the ones that are becoming like right. ghost towns. But here, it seems like there, I don't know what's really going on, but it seems like everyone is on everything. Like, I've seen the same people on every app. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because people are just, like, more thirsty. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) well, or, like, yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of things. Like, there's, I mean, obviously, people, like, to sign up for apps in the Bay Area. Yes, that's true. Um but yeah, I don't know. Do you find that like the people? So do you find that like the people who are on like a lot of the apps are different than the actual dating public, or is it too hard to kind of understand who the dating public is that are not on the apps? I'm getting a sense that everyone who is single in San Francisco and has a smartphone is on dating apps. Yeah, and that and on all of them or on like it, it looks like that. Yeah, <laughs> if you like, if how you many were, are we talking here? We're talking I mean, like. Do you have I to mean, have a subfolder? I have a subfolder. You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean there's like I don't I don't have to name them, do I? But right no, no, could. No no. no, no, no. But there's at least 5 that people seem to be using readily mm-hmm. from just based on like the amount of conversation happening, yeah. the I mean the same people who show up on all of them, they're just uh this seems to be the way people are dating. Here. Right. But right, I right. could be totally wrong. And yeah. I've met people in real life too, but it seems like like I've met but somebody in real life, and then they and were then like, "They're oh. on the dating." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, are you on right. okay, Cupid or something?" Yeah, yeah, and you're totally. like, "Oh, okay, totally do it that way." Um, but yeah, New York. I don't know. I would also say that people seem to be more into the the mobile apps here than like the old school. Okay, well, I guess okay, Cupid's a mobile app, but like. Yeah, they're yeah. into the tinders and the, right, 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 right. and the bumble stuff. Yeah, so those things. I mean, there's two different. There's two differences, right, with the mobile versus the, the the web based. One is just like it's like more the way that apps are now. Yeah, and so like it's a little bit old school to be going oh booting up your browser and typing in your login <laughs> and being like ooh let me uh, let me oh I hope I can press back because um, <laughs> I don't wouldn't want to miss that. Uh, that uh, lady, um, but um, <laughs> but uh, but also, I think the mobile tends toward the more casual thing, right? Where it's like I'm out. I want like want to like I've had a couple yeah. drinks. Like I want to like meet somebody. Like like there's all these kind of like I mean I think of like grinders like this, right? But like also like even among like things that are geared toward heterosexual people, like there's like there's like a lot of this kind of like oh like we could maybe we could meet up right now or maybe we could you know yeah i think that's the same for both cities but like, no yeah i meant i meant mobile versus oh, uh, right, right, right. browser based yeah i will say i mentioned this yesterday about how like the geo specific like happen mm-hmm. that shows you who you cross paths with like exactly at the crossroads of where you were mm-hmm. that's especially weird in sf because everyone is so much closer and yeah. the chances of crossing paths with the same people are higher mm-hmm. and it just makes the whole experience creepier so yeah, yeah. that's interesting because when i was asking you about the different demographics and stuff in new york that's actually part of what i thought too because i would assume that there are people on those apps where you're just like you just see where they live and you're just like no I'm not going there. <laughs> like that's so far. Or and like I'm just not going to like 73rd Street or whatever. Uh and like 
I'm just, you know, I mean, it, like, because it, 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 that's just not where I hang out with people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they're just like, I don't know. Well, yeah, the, but the, I mean, I guess that's like, and it, it's funny because I lived in L.A. for three years, and I would think that, too, about L.A. Like, if there, was, there are certain people, like, that I would just, like, be like, see where they live and, like, see a picture of them and be like, this person is just <laughs> not in the same world as me. This person is, like, a air or something that is like living in the hollywood hills and like i'm not going to this person's house because this is like fucking weird i think and i just don't feel that way about san francisco and maybe that's naive but like i just don't you know even like the banker bros in san francisco are like they're not like really banker bros they're just like you know they're not that different from the tech bros or the the uh whatever the other bros are i don't know they're yeah all the same bro I think what's more worrisome for me is I don't want to, in SF, I've seen myself crossing paths with the same people. And unless you are actually going to date somebody, it's like you're, con- you're, there's no escape. So if you like, say, go, say you like one of those guys and then you start messaging and then you decide you don't want to date them, you're going to like see them pop up every time you walk by like 16th mission. Right. And they, and they're always popping up and you see when they were there. It's weird. It's just too, uh, it's too close knit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you know to really uh, optimize online dating, you need to live in a wasteland of anonymity. <laughs> well, it's too much information. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I also yeah. don't want to be exposing well, my like you yeah, know, my information. Yeah, that way. well, I mean, it's this is kind of like part of what online dating is all about, right? It's exploiting the anonymity of living in like a big city to right. be like, I can just like freaking do this forever because I can just swipe people forever because there are countless people. Um, and so then the smaller the communities get, the less you can kind of get away with that kind of like living in that fantasy land where like every, yeah. there's, every day is a new day and there's always someone new to like go out with. Yeah. Though, I, yeah, I would say though, I think that that in this city, it seems like that anonymity is harder to get because A, because the pool is smaller and then B, because of the, what I mentioned, the proximity thing. Like yeah, I, yeah. You're, and if it's, I don't know, you just can't escape. You can't escape. No. <laughs> All right. Um, well, listen, I think this was a great inaugural episode <laughs> of A Heartbeat, and I'm excited to do this in the future. Um, I th- when, when, once we get Artbeat back, we might have, I was really proud the first day that I had two shows on my show, but we might have the first day I have three shows on my show, which yeah. could be amazing. Um, so will you be back next week? I would love to. All right, let's do it. Um, this has been Heartbeat. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.fm. We're almost out of here. So, uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. Cause that's